Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Now, it's been a while since we produced a Clippers topic, right? A few weeks, a few weeks. Last time we produced a show... I was expressing my absolute frustration at the fact that the Clippers went out there and decided to bring James Harden into the fold. At the time of that trade, they were running a lineup which consisted of James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George. And I think anybody that understands anything at a very basic level of basketball was able to see that this is not going to work. You have too many guys that need the ball. And some of them have redundant skill sets, uh, especially at the point guard's position. And some of them are not spot-up shooters like Russell Westbrook and James Harden. And it just wasn't going to work. It just was not going to work. And the Clippers ended up losing five games in a row after the acquisition of James Harden. Then a bit of news came out, which was Russell Westbrook went to the Clippers organization and essentially told them that he would be willing to come off the bench. The minute I heard that news, it was a sigh of relief because I was like, okay, at least now there's going to be some hope. And what happened? The moment he did that, I think they won a two-game winning streak, then they lost, and they were still trying to find their footing. And then the Clippers started winning some games in a row, two games, three games, four games. And I said to myself, the reason I'm not going to talk about this is because I need to see more. I, I hate those people that, the minute their team gets on a one or two or three game winning streak, all of a sudden, uh, this is the greatest team in the world. And the minute they lose two games in a row, this is the worst team in the, in the history of basketball. The reason I was reacting that way to the James Harden trade was because they did something fundamentally different, which created a new team in certain, uh, you know, um, to a certain extent. So that was something different. So I said, I, I don't want to be one of those people that just be doing shows every two, three uh, every two, three minutes. So I waited and waited, and then they went to a three-game winning streak, a four-game winning streak, a five-game winning streak, a six-game winning streak, and then yesterday they completed a, they, they they completed they they got another victory, which then which then ended up getting them their seventh consecutive win. And oh, by the way, uh, that leads the league uh, in terms of game uh, game win streaks. I think the other team is currently a six is the Philadelphia 76ers in the Eastern Conference. But the the Clippers, are they have the highest winning streak at this particular point. And I watched some of these games. Some of, I think I watched a little bit of the past three games. And the Clippers seem to be gelling in a totally different way. But most importantly, the player that seems to be finding himself within the offense is their most important player and their best player in Kawhi Leonard. So I'm going to get into some of the stats from Kawhi Leonard over the last seven games, I got a lot of data that I want to share with you guys. Over the last seven games, and this is this is according to NBA Central, Kawhi over the last 10 games, excuse me, 31 
eight and three, eight rebounds, three assists, 34, nine rebounds and three assists, 23, seven rebounds, zero assists, 28 rebounds, seven assists, 17, four, five, 41, five and five, 34, six and five, 31, four and three, 27, eight and two. And last night, 36, seven uh, and four. And at the bottom of that, they said Kawhi Leonard is healthy. Now I want to get to another player, which is James Harden. And I want to apologize to James Harden. I was very, 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 very hard uh, on James Harden when he initially joined the Clippers. But uh, ever since he's been with the team now and they and he's been with them for 20 games, these are James Harden's numbers. He's averaging 16 points per game. Some night, I think the other night he scored 28 points on 46% shooting, which is the highest he shot since 2020. He's shooting 41% from the three, which is the highest he has shot in the his, in his NBA career. Uh, he's getting you shooting, excuse me, 86.5% from the free throw line with 4.7 rebounds and 7.5 assists with only 2.3 turnovers and getting you 1.5 steals. And, and a lot of those steals are just deflections. And he has this uncanny uh, ability to get deflections. So I first of all want to apologize to him because I was very hard on him. Uh, and he's found a way to fit into this offense uh, uh, seamlessly. He's getting guys in their spots. Uh, he seems to have the entire offense um, under the, under his fingertips, and when you see him leading this team, um, he he's he's a total orchestrator and a maestro. Uh, and yesterday he was pulling off some passes which were absolutely uh, mind blowing. Like wow, did he just pull out that pass? So James Harden has been an absolute godsend in terms of the point guard that the Clippers need, and he's filled in his role spectacularly. At first, I had a lot of questions about that, but now he's playing very well, and he's also improved his defense. He still does. He still has some challenges with his lateral defense. But overall, he's improved his defense. Now, I want to give you guys some other data. If you look at the Clippers right now, in terms of points, uh, they're number 12 in the NBA in points. Now, here's something else that we need to pay attention to, which is a number that I'm paying, paying attention to, is their defensive rating. They're number six in the NBA in their defensive rating, and their net rating is fifth out of the 30 teams in the NBA. If we look at the if we look at the standings in the Western Conference, at one point the Clippers, I think, were like the 11th seed or the 12th seed, and they found a way to move all the way up now to the 6th seed, right, in the West. Now, obviously, it's still early, but they seem to be on a very good tier. Obviously, they have some good teams that they're going to be playing against in the next coming days, I think. Uh, some of their opponents are the following. They just played the Knicks, so they're going to be playing the Pacers, which are pretty good. They're going to be playing the Dallas Mavericks, obviously a very good team. Then you have the Oklahoma City Thunder. Then you have the Boston Celtics. Uh, so those are some real. Those are some serious challenges. It'll be interesting to see how they do. Hopefully, they go at least three out of four uh, out of those tough teams. I think that would be good. that would be a good barometer for this team. And I think that if the Clippers continue to win, it's just going to do. It's just going to build their confidence. And that's what I'm seeing. If you watch them play, you can see that this team is beginning to build confidence. And if I'm being honest with you. As someone who didn't see this thing working, I'm beginning now to wonder what would it be like if this team actually figured it out? Because they're certainly playing the games. Kawhi Leonard, just to give you guys um, a stat, Kawhi Leonard has played every single game this year. He has not missed a single game all season long. He's played all 25 of the, game, 25 of the games. And in those 25 games, and this scoring is still going up. He's averaging 24 points per game. I expect that number to go up, obviously, and it's in the 30s over the last 10 games. So that, that number, I expect it to get to like 26, 27 by the end of the year. He's shooting 51.4% from the field. Now, get this. He's shooting 44% from three. 
44% from the three-point line. He's, uh, he's shooting 87% from the free throw line while getting you 5.9 rebounds, 3.6 uh, assists, only 1.5 turnovers, and 1.6 steals per game. Kawhi Leonard uh, is playing defense again, and he seems to be energized, but quietly. I think Kawhi Leonard, uh, as someone that's observing him from the far, I think there are a lot of things going through his mind. Number one, I think he wants to destroy the notion of he's one of these guys that doesn't enjoy to play doesn't enjoy playing basketball he's one of the guys that just looks at the nba as a part-time job like they don't really take it seriously so i think Kawhi is on a mission to play as many games as he can this year i think Kawhi is going to play in the high 70s uh this year which is going to be an accomplishment uh for him i also think that he has a quiet motivation to prove a lot of these guys wrong and back to my original point which was as someone that as someone who didn't think this thing would work I'm trying to, I'm beginning to envision, well, what would this Clippers team look like if they were to gel? Because I remember initially when the Miami Heat, the big three were formed, they had some hiccups within their first 30 games. And I think at one point in that season, they went on a 20-game winning streak. I mean, it was absurd. And I'm beginning to wonder, could the Clippers end up gelling and becoming the team that, you know, some people expected them to be, at the very least, people within uh, the Clippers organization? Because... If that happens, then I don't know what the ceiling is. Now, obviously, I still think the the the, the king of the West right now is the Denver Nuggets. The Clippers have shown an ability to not be able to um, deal with the Nuggets, although they won their last game against them. But that's just a regular season game. It's a totally different ball game. Uh, in the playoffs, now you're dealing with a championship team, a championship head coach who's very, very confident. You have a, a confident ball club. Uh, so to me, I still think the Nuggets, un until you until you beat the Nuggets, uh, they're the best in the West. But I'm beginning to see this team turn into something that I didn't expect, right? And that's the reason I've been waiting. I didn't just want to be like, oh, let me produce a video now that they won three games. And I'm, I, I'm, I, was, I was like, let, let them get on a good streak, right? I thought it would have been premature to do a show if they won four in a row. That would have been premature. Even five in a row. But six, seven, eight, nine, ten? I think if the Clippers get to 10, 11, 12 games in a row, then the national media will start paying attention to them because a lot of people have written them off for the simple fact that none of their stars have been able to stay healthy. So now if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now let's continue to the next segment. This is an interesting topic. Uh, I actually came across this topic. No, where did I see this topic? This topic was sent to us by our editor, Mitch. Um, and he got it from, uh, I think, Ticket TV. And this was about two days ago, but I've been under the weather over the last 12 or so hours, so I wasn't feeling good. Um, but I saw a little bit of it. I actually saw the, the 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 clip itself of them discussing this. But for whatever reason, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to, to end up talking about it. But anyway... Uh, what am I referring to? As you guys know, Stephen A. Smith and Dan Lebetard, former ESPN employee, have been having their back and forths, their friendly back and forths uh, in media, right? Stephen A. Smith went on the Dan Lebetard show. No, no, yeah. Stephen A. Smith went on the Dan Lebetard show, and Dan Lebetard said he doesn't like what him and Skip Bayless have done to media, and then they, he went back on his show. They went back and forth, and they've been kind of having this friendly fire back and forth uh, in the public forum. So what happened? There was a clip that came out from the Dan Lebitar show. And essentially what this clip was talking about was essentially how Stephen A. Smith is 
using ESPN, specifically ESPN First Take and the company overall in general, uh, the platform as a way to promote his individual business and personal brand. Uh, and that's essentially uh, what they were talking about in this clip. And I think that if Stephen A. Smith was ultimately uh, to get a whiff of what you know these comments that Dan Lebatar uh, made, he himself <clears throat> will, is definitely going to put out a response. But nevertheless, I think it's an interesting point. And I think it's something worth discussing. So we want to play that for you guys. But before we even get into that, this video is brought to you by our sponsor, Factor Meals. If you're like me or anybody that works at Dreamers Pro, chances are you're a very, very busy person, especially during the lunchtime when you don't have time to go to the grocery store, pick out fresh ingredients, and come back home and cook healthy, delicious meals. Sometimes we're so busy that you just end up finding yourself making a ham sandwich or something like that, which isn't really ideal. And this is the reason why we are excited to be partnering with Factor Meals. Factor Meals is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. You can choose from up to 35 gourmet meals, Every meal is packed with premium ingredients crafted by Factor Meals team of culinary experts and designed by dietitians to ensure that every meal is packed with premium science-backed nutritional quality. Your meals are delivered directly to your door and all you need to do is heat them up in just under two minutes, then they are ready for you to eat and enjoy. So for example, this week, I think I'm gonna go with the Italian herb chicken. What I love is that under every single meal, you can see if it's a calorie conscious option. For example, this meal I just chose is a dietitian approved calorie smart meal, which is around 550 calories or less per serving, and also a protein plus meal with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. So if you want to give it a try, click the link in the description below or head over to factormeals.com slash dreamers50 and use code dreamers50 to get 50% off. And remember, when you try Factor Meals by using the link in the description below, remember that you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So what we want to do is we want to play the clip for you right now. And then we're gonna, we want you guys to listen to it. And then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to this uh, clip here. Take a listen to that. Have you seen Dress Down Stephen A. Smith? Like when he's got like yes. a hoodie on. It is so jarring. Seeing Stephen A. Smith without sleeves on was one of the most <laughs> jarring moments of my life. Sleeveless A. Smith is not a look that I ever want to see again. Well, he's lost some weight and he's here for a fight. Like he wants to beat everybody in the new media age. He wants to take out everybody. Like look what he's doing. He's, man, he has conquered everything in this business and now is doing an infomercial on first take that builds his next business yeah. where he's just selling yeah, the next thing yeah. he's going to do yeah I, I i i wish i had been as wise to not be as emotional in that circumstance where mm -hmm. you realize everything is falling around you yeah. i wish i hadn't been i wish i'd been more calculated that i could have decided okay you're going to do that to chris cody okay all right i'll wait 18 months and build it on your dime but he and it, it took us that happening to us. Oh, don't put that picture up of me. <laughs> don't put the picture up of me at the Grand Prix. Oh, it was my more God. more embarrassing for the guy picking his wedgie. Let's be honest. <laughs> Valerie, Is that what he's doing? Valerie, yeah. why'd you let me I thought leave he's holding the, the door open. Way? Why did you? I, look, yeah. that, I didn't come in dressing differently after that. And that's the biggest shame I've ever had at how I've dressed. It was really hot out there. Valerie had to be thinking it that day. Do though. you know, it takes a lot to be the guy that isn't wearing a t-shirt of himself and be the embarrassing <laughs> dress guy. That guy's on Saturday Night Live behind y'all, right? <laughs> I uh, I want to talk a little bit about Stephen A. We've done that segment a bit, but yeah, the dude is using ESPN as he grows his brand, as he becomes synonymous with that brand, but also trying to distance himself a little bit in building out the video uh, 
aspect of his next step, that's how you do it. We we did that some with audio, and I have my regrets on not using the video power and, and trying to be as uh, trying to have as much foresight as we did on digital video as we did on digital audio. He is presently being able to use the power of ESPN's platform to promote his own unique uh, YouTube page and side podcast, in which he can give you opinions on things that he can't necessarily give you on cable television, like and- BBL or natural. <laughs> Now you know you all know I'm a bottom feeder. <laughs> Remember that line? So you heard what was said uh, in the audio. Let me get it. Let me get, let me get it. Let me give you guys my thoughts. First of all, I think if Stephen A. Smith hears this, he will respond. That's number one. Because what I've learned is that <clears throat> people in media will respond to household names. So if we said something like this, no one is responding. But if Dan Lebertar said, even if we do a show and it gets more views, but Dan Lebertar has less views, but it's Dan Lebertar saying it, he's going to respond to them. So I think Stephen A. Smith will respond. It has nothing to do with views. I think it has everything to do uh, with the person that it's coming from. That's number one. Number two, to the point of Stephen A. Smith using ESPN to promote his personal brand, uh, if that's what Stephen A. Smith is doing, I believe that's smart. I believe that that is smart. And it's an astute uh thing to do why because you're on the you're on the worldwide leader of sports i don't know five six days a week whatever whatever the hell it is <clears throat> you have a huge national audience and number and, and most importantly number three is that when you're promoting these things to these people they're live it's not like as if you do a show like we're doing now you watch it and it's pre-recorded but when you you know and you ask you you know you you, you give people a call to action some people may do it but when they're live the chances of them doing something is much greater, right? So for him to do that on live television five days a week, I think is very, very smart. Uh, because I think by doing that, he's making people aware and maybe some of the, his supporters uh, that may not have known about his show had he just done a show on YouTube would now get an opportunity to go out there and follow his show. And also you're reaching a different audience because what we figured out is that people that watch linear and people that watch digitally, digitally uh, can be a little bit different. Yeah, there's 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 a um, <clears throat> an intersection and 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 uh, but yeah, there's an intersection between both uh, audiences. But for mo- for the most part, I think they're two different audiences. That's why some people do very well in the social media space, digital space, whereas others do very well on television. I give you guys an example. Skip Bayless does very well on TV. I mean, very well as relative, but he has been doing very well on television at least for a number of years. But when he tried to translate into the digital space, the independent space, he struggled. Right. So the, the, the audience behavior is a little bit different anyway. So him doing that, I think, is smart. Now, if Stephen A. Smith ultimately, because, you know, he recently said and we produced a show about it where he said that he expects to be or would like to be the highest paid uh, personality ESPN. If Stephen A. Smith were to leave ESPN, then at least he will have an audience waiting for him. But that doesn't mean it's going to be a walk in the park. It is going to be very, very difficult to maintain because you no longer have the machine pushing you. Another thing worth saying is this. Um, given the fact that he's on television every day and he's on one of the biggest sports shows, his name is always uh, his, his, his personal brand, his name, his IP is always in the system. So people can use him, and talk about him and people you know, gain people's attention. But the minute you get off of that platform, I don't think your name will ring as loud. 
So you have to be able to do other things and adapt. Um, and that's something that we're going to have to see if Stephen A. Smith is willing to do that. Obviously, some people have done it very well. Paul George uh, has done it. Gills Arena, those guys have done it. Uh, Cam and Mace, they've done it. Uh, what's the other show? Oh, man, there's so many. Obviously, Matt Barnes and these guys, they've done it very well. But to me, anyway, back to the original point. If Stephen A. Smith is using ESPN first take to promote his brand, I think it's smart. Shannon Sharp does the exact same thing. Uh, they're making money off of you, so you might as well find a way to you know, push your per personal brand. Now, uh, if it comes to the point where it becomes distasteful, uh, you know, then I think then um, you have a problem, but I don't think that's the case. I've never heard anyone uh, complain about it. So to me, I think it's fair game and I think it's smart. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Let me get into this topic here. Now, this one, we're going to have a little bit of fun with it. So let me give you guys a quick backstory for people that don't know it. So we used to produce shows about Gilbert Arenas shoot, over the last, I don't know, last year. Um, and I disagree with a lot of the stuff that Gilbert Arenas was saying. I didn't dis I didn't agree with his Giannis Antetokounmpo takes. I didn't agree with the with the Jordan slander. I didn't agree with him saying that LeBron is the GOAT. And I didn't agree with any of that, right? And I took a lot of issue with the way he did things because I thought that at the time he was dumbing down uh, the audience, right, by, you know, just basically trolling them. So what happened? One And then, uh, yeah, so to, to a certain point, I even, you know, took it to the personal level, like, you know, idiot, call him an idiot and all that. So what happened? One day, Gilbert Arenas does a live on his show called uh, No Chill Gil. And he does his thing. He responds and all of that stuff. And then we do a response video. It's like an hour. And then I said in the show that I apologize for calling him named like idiot and all of that stuff. And I thought that that was wrong. And I said it would never happen again. And it hasn't happened uh, since. Right. And we've kind of become friendly. I mean, friendly, friendly. We text occasionally, like once every two, three weeks on Instagram. It's not like, hey, man, how you doing today? Just like, hey, did you see that piece of content? Did you see it's stuff like that? I don't want to overstep <laughs> my boundaries here. But anyway, so I now came up with a new uh, policy, which was this, which is. If I'm going to talk about him, I'll always shoot him a text message. I'm like, yo, Gil, I said this, I said that, right? So he knows. And then he'll go check it out, right? So it's not like as if, because I know you got some people in the back, like, yo, they redo something. Yo, Gil, look what, look what Jimmy's Pro did. Go look, 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 look. They, they people like that. So uh, what happened? So we, we did a live a few days ago, and we're talking about Draymond Green, the indefinite suspension. And then towards the second half of the live, uh, we started talking about Gilbert Arenas. Now, there's this thing where me and Gil were on a show, and Gil asked me a question about, I think, uh, I forgot what he said, something about the guards in the 90s or something, and I didn't answer his question. And then I think there were people listening, and they were like, oh, he cooked you, ba -ba 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 -ba. he cooked you, you got cooked, you got cooked. And I'm like, but hold on, we were, we were having like a 20-minute conversation. I said other things too. I mean, I brought up other points. I didn't cook him either. Like, I didn't, but of course... These guys love to D-ride. Oh, my Lord. These guys, man, they love it. Oh, my God. They're dudes like this. They're dudes that, man, as soon as a celebrity walk in the door, they get hyped. They start feeling themselves. They start twerking it up because the celebrity's in the room, right? But I was like, well, hold on. I got him on some points, too. So what happened? In that live, uh, I brought up the, the audio. It's not an audio. It's an actual show that's online. But I got some snippets. It's about two to three minutes of me and him kind of going back and forth on two things. Number one, we were talking about who's better between Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. That was the first thing. And the second thing was, it was the point about, does he believe that 
uh, Michael Jordan is the GOAT or does he believe that it's LeBron James? And we're going back and forth. So what we want to do is want to quickly play the original audio that kind of made the show that uh, that got Gilbert Arenas to respond to us and they want to come back. So take a listen to that original audio there. Take a listen to that. Do what uh, Jordan did. He has his own special specialty. Just he's like top five. He's top five. We but, what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is you can't knock somebody for not having something that might, that means everybody falls short to Michael Jordan. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing. That's what that's it is, good. man. But, that's good. Good. but no, who, who said MJ wasn't the GOAT? It, Who do you think the, 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 the problem isn't, isn't MJ not the GOAT. The problem is you're trying to diminish LeBron James. When we already know you're not going to replace Michael Jordan for LeBron James. So just say LeBron James is our number two and stop using a bunch of shit that's made up in real time. In real time with new analytics to try to keep them from getting close to Michael Jordan. No one's getting close to Michael If one ring set the standard, then how can you actually say LeBron James wouldn't be put in this category once he won one? Because number two, what is number two? What is the standard for number two? Who's, who, is the, who is the definite number two before I LeBron? I think, I think it's Kareem. I don't know how we can't have Kareem up there. And I for damn sure think Kobe's better than LeBron. Any day, any night. At what? Gilbert, you know damn well Kobe Bryant is better than LeBron. You know for a fact Kobe is better than LeBron. You know that. At what exactly? Wait, Did you, okay. Was Kobe better than LeBron? At what? First of all, Kobe's a way better offensive player. Can't okay. even can't even discuss it. Kobe's a way better defensive player. We can't even talk about it. He's way more clutch. Kobe had like seven game winners in one season. He's way mentally tougher than uh, than LeBron James. And he won with less help for the, for, the, for those back-to-back rings. I mean, those rings against that he played against uh, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. And he played in a tougher conference and still got the seven championships. The East was the East was weak when LeBron was playing in it. Okay. Even LeBron um, was saying Kobe was better than him. Okay, before okay, because a lot of people like to use this clutch right as a as a staple of an argument, and I'm a clutch player. Right before clutch, Michael, yes. clutch, before, yes. before Michael Jordan, before Michael Jordan became clutch, who was who was considered clutch then? Uh, Larry Bird. So Larry Bird was considered clutch. That was the pinnacle of a, a, a player. <laughs> so you heard the original audio. So when we did that show, I then sent Gilbert Arenas a text message. I was like, "Hey." Uh, Gil, by the way, we talked about you today in one of our lives. He goes, "What? which one is it? I said, it's a recent live, and I told him the name. So he go watched, He went to go watch it. Now, some days went by, so I thought that maybe he watched it, but he was probably busy. So then, I believe it was a day or so ago, I saw the... <laughs> oh, Lord. I saw that Gilbert Arenas was live, right? And I saw that he was live... And I, because I've watched his channel before, so whenever I jump on YouTube and if he's live, I'm going to see it. And I looked at the thumbnail that he put up. It, the thumbnail was so hilarious, I couldn't actually believe it. So we want to put up the thumbnail for you guys, just to look, just look at this thumbnail. Just take a look. I, 
I couldn't believe. So I immediately texted him. I'm like, yo, who did this? I actually sent him a voice message. I was like, yo, who did this? I mean, the, the thumbnail was hilarious. He was like, dreams turn into nightmares. It was just hilarious, right? So I was like, yo, who? I sent him a voice. I'm like, yo, who did this? You know, he laughed or whatever it is. So I watched the show to then see uh, what he was saying. And he did a two-hour live where he was uh, um, reacting or um, refuting the many points that I brought up. So what we want to do is want to play a little bit of what he had to say. It's a long show. It's like a two hour show. So we want to play a little bit of what he had to say, and then we're going to come back and give you guys our thoughts. So take a listen to what Gilbert Arenas had to say in response to us. Take a listen to that. At the end of the day, no matter how, no matter whatever excuse we can use, everyone had the same thing. That means there had to be a winner, no matter what flaw it is, what, what rules, what, Everyone's on the same playing field. Everyone got their stars. Now you just got to go out and play. If they said, hey, show up at 2 a.m. And, well, I mean, it was 2 a.m. We want to play. Whose f***ing fault is that? Jump ball. Huh? You, like, you sounded like how the Clippers sound. Oh, we, we heard in the bubble when we was up 3-1. Think about what the, think about what a losing mindset we're up 3-1 we heard that uh that, that nobody was really gonna take this championship series so we we quit Glad, so they went out so that means they went out to every game <laughs> trying their ass and get smacked up by by Jokic and them oh now now we quit why why did you even suit up then the bubble Someone had to win it, right? When 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 Booker went there, right? That was on a tear, letting y'all know what's happening, who's happening. He was trying to make the playoffs. They went eight and zero. That man did everything in his power to make the playoffs. Eight and zero. He didn't give you no excuses. Why is there excuses when you when who you like wins it? That's the problem. We don't know. We do not know what this is going to turn into. All we know is they put a tournament out and LeBron James and the Lakers won. That's all they know. If they say, uh, hey, we have a, a, a midseason tournament, whoever the f wins it deserves it. That's it. That's it. That's all you can do. Whatever they put out, the new format of dunk contest, the new format of the three-point contest, the new are we gonna start questioning the mother find um the, the all-star MVP because they changed this up? Somebody gotta win it. Oh yeah, we only doing it this way. So now we gotta question all the all-star MVPs after they changed it. Remember, Curry has the most points in three-point contest history. Not the most shots made, the most points, because they added new points. So you heard Gilbert Arena. Now, it's a very long show. If you guys want to watch it in its entirety, you can head over to his channel, Gil's Arena, and watch the full show. And by the way, before I even get into my thoughts, so I tuned into that live, and I was watching bits and pieces of it, and I saw, man, I was watching people in the in the comment sections, creators. Oh, get him, Gil. Another one. Yeah, Gil. Yeah. Like all of these guys just pr praying so hard to be chosen, man. 
Y'all throwing out your names out there. Like, yo, please choose me. Please choose me. He ain't checking for you. Y'all think that Gil and I are doing this maliciously. We're just talking basketball. That is it. If I can figure out a good enough show and a good enough context to invite him on the show, I'll invite him. But some people are like, yeah, he got him. And I'm like, bro, man, we're just talking basketball, right? I, I took it off the disrespectful level, and we're just keeping it basketball. So it's all jokes. But anyway, to his point, first of all, about the Kobe and Jordan thing, I mean, and LeBron thing, I was actually watching a video yesterday. No, was it yesterday or the day before that from Nonstop Sports? I think it was Nonstop Sports. And they did this show that was um, – they chronicled every single matchup between LeBron James and Kobe Bryant over their careers. Now, as you guys know, Kobe was six years older than LeBron. So, but anyway, they were going through all of this. And funny enough, I was surprised that Kobe was injured for so many of those LeBron James matchups. But anyway, um, they were showing the videos and they were, you know, the, the, the matchups and they were going through the context of what was happening. And I was looking, I'm like, man, I forgot LeBron was this good. And I always said it on a channel, I think young LeBron, his uh, game was much more enjoyable to watch personally than this current LeBron or 2018 LeBron. This is just my personal view. I think he had a much more interesting game uh, to watch. But it reminded me of just how good LeBron was. I forgot. I mean, I forgot. I knew LeBron was good. I have him in my top five. But uh, it really it really reminded me. I'm saying that to say uh, LeBron is a top five player. Now, Gilbert Arenas would disagree and say that LeBron is the GOAT or not. I don't know. In that audio, you heard him. To me. When I asked him the point about uh, the question about who's a better offensive player, who's a better defensive player, if you if you guys listen to him, he agreed that it was Kobe. And I think the reason Gilbert agreed that it was Kobe was because he wasn't just talking about who scored the most points. He was also looking at these guys' ability to score the basket, uh, score the basketball. You got to think of this: LeBron has had sixty, had one sixty game, uh, one sixty point game in his career. Kobe, in a, in a span of four games, had like two 60-point games and scored 54 straight games. He scored 40 for nine straight games. And within that original stretch, he scored 81 points. So to me, I believe Kobe's a more superior player in terms of offense, and Gilbert Arenas agreed with that. Then he also agreed with me in terms of defense. He agreed with me. Most anybody that knows basketball will agree that Kobe was the better uh, two-way player and certainly the better on-the-ball defender. Now, some people have said, oh, Kobe Bryant got all of those things off a of reputation so kobe got all of those all defensive teams so lebron got five which one of those were offered the reputation you will say none so why is it different for kobe than for lebron is different he agreed with me that he, he agreed with me that kobe was more clutch i mean that's not up for discussion he is more clutch then uh he also agreed with me that he's mentally tougher but that doesn't mean that i'm saying that lebron is not a great player he is i think gill was saying that by me looking at all of these things to nitpick I'm looking for a way to not put him in the top two, top three. And I'm like, nah, I'm pointing out differences between him and Kobe to say why I think Kobe is ranked higher. Now, there are people that believe otherwise, and that's fine. I'm not here to force my opinion on you in terms of you got to agree with me. No, I have my opinion. I'm willing to defend it, and that's it. You can have your opinion as well. If you try to force feed me your opinion, you can go ahead and kick rocks. Now, there was another part within my the show that we did while well, he was talking about, you know, LeBron hasn't had this LeBron. I was like, yo, hold up a second. You're saying it like as if LeBron had a perfect career. And there was a part where he laughed in the live. You can go watch it. I was like, 
You know LeBron got outscored by Jason Terry in the NBA Finals, but you're aware of this. You're aware of the fact that Jason Terry averaged 18 points per game in the NBA Finals in 2011. LeBron averaging 17.8, and that was LeBron in the middle of his prime, in the heart of his prime. And I also said, who had a bigger meltdown, LeBron or LeBron? He started laughing. He was laughing. I personally think that Gilbert Arenas thinks Michael Jordan is the GOAT. I believe that. I think that in Gilbert Arenas' heart of hearts, he knows that. I think Gil likes LeBron James as a person. I think, obviously, he knows LeBron. And I think that he's looking for ways to uh, not respect, but congratulate LeBron for all that he is doing, even at this advanced age. And sometimes he'll get to the point where he goes overboard and be like, and this is why he's a GOAT. But then realize, nah, he's not the GOAT. And he knows it has nothing to do with who scored the most points in NBA. Because Gilbert Arena said Michael Jordan was already considered the greatest player of all time before he even scored 18,000 points. That's just a new standard that was invented to change the narrative. But I think if you ask Gilbert Arena, well, I did ask him, he said nobody's touching Jordan. And I think that's what he actually believes. But he has an audience of young viewers uh, that maybe are LeBron fans that want to hear that. And... Uh, to me, I don't believe that's what he believes, but I, I mean, after evaluating all of these players, Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, to me, I think it's still Jordan, man. I, I, I just do. I mean, even if you're a doubter, go watch Jordan play basketball, watch Michael Jordan play basketball, then watch everybody else. And something in you will tell you, but bro, hold up. Something is not this dude right here. He's there's something about him that's different from everybody else I'm watching. Everybody else. In Jordan's prime, Jordan had the highest peak of any NBA player. Some people will say it's Will Chamberlain. I think it's Jordan. To me, Jordan is, uh, I think he's a standard. He still is. And I don't think you can have any of these conversations without mentioning Jordan. Right? And you got to think of the fact, too. LeBron is still playing. He's, he's chasing something. Jordan had nobody to chase. He had nobody to chase. What are you going to say? He was going to chase, what, 11 rings? Well, that wasn't going to happen. He wasn't going to be old enough unless he was going to be winning, winning rings at 40 years old. That wasn't going to happen. But he had pretty much already accomplished everything. He had nobody to go after. When he came into the NBA, Jordan viewed Magic, Bird, these guys were the standard. So in order for him to take their position, he had to go at them and pass them, which he did. And Jordan was playing, and you're, you're at the point where, like, what am I playing for at this point? I've already beat the game. Do you understand what I'm saying? He, he, had, already, he had already beat the game. He had already, he had, already had two three-peats. He had already scored, won 10 scoring championships in a row. He already had a defensive player. He already had the highest scoring regular season average. He already had the highest postseason scoring. Like, he, had, he, had, he, had, he had already done everything. What was left for Jordan to prove? But in the case of LeBron, he still has stuff to prove if he wants to become the GOAT. Does he have anything to prove as an all-time great? No. But LeBron knows, and his fans know, that at this current, at this present moment, outside of LeBron fans, no one else thinks they're the GOAT. He's the GOAT. Outside of LeBron fans, no one else thinks he's the GOAT. No one. Only LeBron fans feel that way. But generally, in, ge in general, basketball fans, whether you're a Laker fan, Nick fan, maybe if you're a Patrick Ewan fan, maybe if you're, I don't know, a Kobe Bryant fan, the vast majority of us all agree that Jordan is the GOAT. 
it's only LeBron fans that feel otherwise. Only them. So I think that's the reason he continues to play. In my personal view, in terms of Gilbert Arenas, I believe he knows that Jordan is a GOAT. I believe he believes that. But what would the conversation be if he didn't have LeBron to compare, uh, you didn't have anybody to compare uh, uh, Jordan to? And that's the reason why I think sometimes he takes uh, LeBron and he fights and he argues on the behalf of LeBron. That's what I believe. But in all honesty, he knows that. Everybody on his, everybody on that basketball pa uh, panel knows it, except for maybe him, the moderator. Who else? That's it. Those two. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.